This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Well, if you visit your doctor's office, you'll see technology from the moment you walk through the door all the way to through to checkout. Well, technology plays a significant role in keeping us healthy and safe. So today we're going to discuss health and technology. To join our show, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. Only on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Well, if you visit the doctor today, you'll see technology from the moment you walk through the door all the way through checkout. Now, technology does play a significant role in keeping us healthy and safe. Plus, World Health Day is happening this Sunday. So um, we will talk about health and technology and how important technology plays in keeping you and your family healthy and safe. Uh, if you'd like to be a part of our conversation, please give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Jeremy. Good morning, Michelle. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well. It's a nice day. We've had some great weather this week. I know in Jackson it's been real nice. How's Hattiesburg? It's been about the same? A little chilly. I mean, you know, and it starts to warm up about now and it gets a lot better. But it's, you know, that having to wear a jacket in the morning and turn on your heat in your car and then the AC in the afternoon is kind of weird. I love that. (laughs) I love it. You like it? We were talking about layering today. You have to layer. You have to put on, you know, something that you can take off in the afternoon. So it's kind of, I kind of would like it more consistent, but it's spring in Mississippi. So that's what we're used to. There you go. So That's how's it. the business? How's everything? Any um, odd, weird cases? What about uh, an update on that um, uh, case you had last week trying to get so, in? Yeah. Uh, well, I had uh, several different data recoveries that I was working on last week. Uh, one for a gentleman whose emails disappeared, one for a student whose uh, uh, capstone project had uh, been removed from her laptop, moved to an external drive, and then she dropped that external drive. Um, when she brought it into the shop, she wanted to see if we could do data recovery on her drive. Well, when I hooked it up, it wasn't doing anything but making a, a sad beeping noise. Um, I tried to take it out of the enclosure that it was in and put it up, uh, put it in another enclosure to uh, attempt to access data on it, but it was not readable. So I contacted her and I said, you told me that your files were actually on your computer. Well, if they were on your computer and you deleted them, 
there's a chance we can get them back. So she brought it in. Uh, we did data recovery on it for about three days, and then we dumped everything that we were able to find as far as the file extensions. She works with Adobe Illustrator. Um, we had to find lots of AI file extensions to help her with her project. I have not gotten an update, uh, but I, I hoped sincerely that I was instrumental in, in her uh, being able to finish her project on time. Oh, wow. That sounds like that was a, a detailed case. Do you have many cases like that or um, coming in, um, people can't find things or lost um, data and things like that? You know, when I started this business, I, I, I thought I was doing it for the computers themselves and I was going to see more broken machines. I do actually see quite a few broken people these days <laughs> that I kind of help put their lives back together, you know. So it's it's a good mix of the two. Um, these days when it comes to retrieving data, a lot of it comes from uh, shattered phone or uh, a machine that will no longer boot. You know, we always get so used to our data being uh, in that in that one place and, and so reliably until it's not. And then we sort of have a little meltdown. Ah. But if you listened to our show last week, then you know about good backup habits and uh, you should be on your way to peace of mind. And if you didn't ah. listen to the show, you could actually always go back to mpbonline.org and listen to the um, past podcast online. You, could all, you can listen to any of our shows online. Um, at mpbonline.org. Uh, speaking of, uh, since we're talking about health tech today, do you get a lot of uh, Fitbits or um, Apple Watches? Or if someone did have a Apple Watch issue, could they bring it to you or would they have to take it back to the Apple store? If they're having a software issue with the Apple Watch, I can usually help. If they have cracked the screen on it, I cannot find a good enough quality part to put it on there, nor can we do it cost-effectively. So I don't see a lot of Apple Watches, and I actually turn them away when people call about them if it's damage that they're looking to fix. Mm, interesting, interesting. So let's talk about the hottest stories of this week. I found one. I'm sure you have some too, but I found one that was really interesting to me. Walmart, Walmart adds Google Assistant voice shopping to take on Amazon and Alexa. Hmm. What do you think about this story? Uh, so I don't know exactly where they're integrating this. Do, do you have any more details about how they're how they're setting this up? Is it part of their app? Uh, yeah, it's on the sheet. <laughs> it's on the story. Well, I'm, I'm reading it, but I'm, I'm looking. I'm seeing I'm uh, like it doesn't you. really say where it goes. Well, it, it, I'm assuming it's in the Walmart app. I think it's in the Walmart app. Uh, let's say Walmart's ongoing war uh, with Amazon is continuing. So they're actually going head to up against them. The retail store is adding voice controlled shopping to Google Assist as a part of a new Walmart voice order feature, marketing its latest salvo um, against Amazon and its dominant Alexa platform. Now, users, users can simply add Walmart to Google Assist and link their existing Walmart delivery accounts. They'll oh, immediately okay. be able to shop with Walmart through voice commands, just like Amazon offers with Alexa. So, okay. All right. I, here I was thinking that Google was going to be helping me scam my groceries that I now have to scam. <laughs> well, guess what? That's a part of it, too. They will uh, eventually have that uh, capability to scan groceries and things like that. Uh, now, they said this isn't Walmart's only tech push either. The company announced a five-year strategic partnership with Microsoft for cloud services last year to better compete with Amazon in the digital space. Interesting. You know, it's funny. Walmart being top dog, 
you think they'd be more on top of these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, how long has Amazon had Alexa built into uh, their entire ecosystem? <laughs> I'd say probably about four years now, at least. Oh, she's responding to me. Wow. Um, <clears throat> she said she wasn't sure about that, by the way. <laughs> well, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I don't know, Walmart's so vast, it's so big. They have their hands in a lot. Uh, I know, I'm sure they have a great digital department. Like you say, you think they would be on that or um, proactive, more proactive. I don't know. I can't answer yeah. that. I don't know about that. Well, a, a lot of this stuff just feels like a little too little too late. Mm. And it's it's not that it won't eventually catch on perhaps, but it's just they, they're they just playing catch up. Mm. You know, they, they were always kind of in control of things. And now Walmart's sort of scrambling like, oh. <laughs> we're not top dog anymore. Right. Well, what happened? Right, right. Sam Walton's rolling in his grave going, y'all get those computers doing what they need to do. Integrate. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, speaking of integration, today we're talking about health and technology. We want you to be a part of the show. If you have a health app that you use, if you use technology at home, if you use Anything that helps you live a healthier and safe life, give us a call and tell us about it. Or if you have any ideas of something that we should be using, give us a call as well. Or if you have any general tech questions, you can give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 Now, do you have any interesting uh, hot tech stories, Jeremy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... Um as you know, uh, last month, the Samsung released the Galaxy S10, 10 Plus, and uh, 10e. I think it's so hard to keep up with all these things. <laughs> um, this year or this week, this month, they're releasing the Galaxy Fold. But it seems that the most exciting Samsung phone this year is going to be the Note 10. More than the phone. A lot of rumors out mm. there. Yeah. So. Um, I read an article yesterday that says that Samsung is really going to be putting a lot of eggs in the uh, in the Note 10 basket. Um, there may be two different sizes for the Note, okay. and this is a totally new thing. It's Note usually like this. Um, <laughs> they usually put out one size Note. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, but this year, they're talking about how because of the success of the smaller smaller Galaxy S10 that they've been selling. They are considering releasing a smaller one in certain markets of the world. Guess where it won't be? In America? In the United States. What? So okay. really this information isn't that useful for us, <laughs> but it's kind of neat because I would like to see a smaller Galaxy Note. Uh, the one that uh, – the Galaxy Note 9 is 6.4 inches. They say that the Galaxy Note 10 will be 6.7. Now, if anybody from Samsung is listening – Guys, the Note 9 is already huge. I already have enough trouble pulling this thing out of my pocket as it is. I don't oh need another point three inches on there to make it work. But that's what they say it's going to be. And uh, it's going to have, you know, 8,000 cameras on it and all the bells and whistles and everything. <laughs> 8,000 uh, cameras. 8,000 cameras, front and back. Front Let me and ask back. you a no, question about, uh, we were talking about um, phones and sizes. Remember, we did a cell phone show. And it was a kind of debate against that, you know, uh, uh, between larger phones or smaller phones. Remember when they first went real small and everybody wanted the small little phone and then all of a sudden they went big and everybody wants the larger phone. A lot of people watch movies. They watch 
they watch television on their phone. So a larger phone would be better if you do watch a lot of YouTube or movies, Netflix and things like that on your phone. But um, you think we're going to go back to getting smaller phones? You think people are tired of, you know, you really can't hold them in your hand. You have to use your um, uh, attachments to really talk on the phone because it's so big. Well, you notice that as we've made the screens bigger, we've suddenly started pushing for a newer type of screen, the foldable display. So um, there are uh, there's word in the pipelines that the uh, the Razer phone is going to be re-released. Do you remember the Razer? I the do, and Razor? I I saw that actually. I saw that on the on um on the internet. I was oh no. So, I don't know about that. If it folds over like that and you can put it in your pocket, then it will be much smaller, but it can expand to be a much larger experience on the screen. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that even though we're going to have larger displays, we're going to have smaller phones because they'll fold up into our pockets. At least I hope. These things are getting huge. Well, you know, I, Apple hasn't jumped on that foldable phone yet, but they, I mean, I know they're working on it. And- a couple years. Yes, they are working on it. Um, Samsung has already said that they're going to be, you know, uh, hooking Apple up with a screen. uh, And I believe Apple's current uh, roadmap for that is going to be 2020 for a foldable display. So we'll find out next year. We will. We will. Well, it's time for us to take our first break. But when we get back, we'll start discussing health and technology. Again, we want you to be a part of our show today. Give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can give us a call about health apps. You can give us a call about any tech, personal tech question you have. Jeremy is standing by ready to answer your question. Uh, Stay tuned. You're listening to Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. to a radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Jeremy Thompson via Skype. Now, World Health Day is held on April 7th every year to commemorate the founding of the of World Health Organization. And it is an opportunity to focus worldwide attention to the importance of global health. So in honor of World Health Day, we're discussing health and technology. Plus, we're taking your personal tech questions. So give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can reach us by email. The address is everydaytech at mpbonline.org. So, Jeremy, we're talking about health and technology. Um, you, They go hand in hand. Technology plays a, I mean, big, big part of health um, from doctor's offices to emergency health to health in your own home and health um, things that you do on a daily basis to continue to keep yourself and your family healthy and safe. Technology helps in that. 
Absolutely. You really can't go anywhere these days without finding some kind of device that can integrate with your everyday health. So what's all this stuff mean? What, what do we do with it? How, where do we start? Well, let's talk about the life alerts. I know my mother is um, uh, getting, you know, up in age, not like old. She still has her own business and she's still going um, like 50 miles an hour. She is still going. But sometimes I worry about her um, going into her office, walking out of her office late, being by herself in her office. And what if something happened to her? What if she fell or anything? Um, she actually finally got a life alert and I feel much better. Um, she has it around her neck and she can, if she falls, um, she has fallen out the tub before. So, I mean, that is something I think about. And I feel, again, I feel better. I know that she can get help if she needs to get help. Um, let's talk about the life alerts a little bit. So for me, you know, uh, like this thing has been around ever since I was a kid. And mm -hmm. there was that commercial where it was like, help, I've fallen and I can't get up, mm -hmm. you know, but it's a really amazing device because uh, the way it works is um, they take a hub and they set it up in your house and you hook that up to your phone line and then they give you a little dongle or a little button, whatever you want to call it, uh, that you can put around your neck or on a bracelet. Most people put it around their neck um, and that way if you fall or you find yourself in an emergent situation, you can hit the button and it automatically alerts the authorities. Yes. And a lot of, I mean, like I said, they have handled over 2 million calls a year. They get two million calls a year, and on average, save they save at least one life from a potential catastrophe every eleven minutes. That's, That's incredible. That is, and is commendable. They were founded in eighteen nineteen eighteen nineteen eighty seven. Again, like you said, when you were young, everybody remembers that uh, commercial, and it stays it stuck with you, and it really works. I uh, commend. You know, mm -hmm. I bet they have really been around since the 1800s, but it was just when everybody carried around a bell and screamed really loud. Right. That was the first life alert, and then they um, upgraded it. <laughs> We've got to find a better way. And uh, and speaking of a better way, this is Java um, here in the, in the producer booth, but um, they have really come a long way in so as far as fashion because um, it used to just be that, that white, um, pendant with like the gray or black button but now you can get the ones that look like jewelry like mm -hmm. you don't even know that it's a life alert um tucked away inside this diamond encrusted pendant oh that's nice <laughs> stylish speaking of um jewelry uh, the motif ring we're going to talk about that in a, um, a little bit later but that thing is super cool that ring that uh works i mean i mean it, your blood pressure all of your um, um, all of your vital signs uh, keep you healthy and safe, and it is a very fashionable ring. I love it. I can't wait to talk about that. Of course, we have Alan on the phone chiming in in the beginning of the show. Love Alan. Uh, he's a, again another part of Everyday Tech. Good morning, Alan. Hey, Michelle and Jeremy and uh, and Java. Java answering my calls. It's good to talk to you guys. <laughs> good morning. How's everything going with you today? Uh, everything's going great. Everything's going great. I, I just wanted to make a couple of quick comments. You know, I, I've been buying online for years. To, you know, you know I, I can't drive anymore, so, it's, you know, online shopping is great. And, I mean, Walmart is, is – I, I don't think they're going to be able to catch Amazon. Uh, you know, I, I'm just commenting on what you all said at the beginning of the program. I've, my biggest complaint with Walmart 
seems like whenever I order anything from them online, they have a hard time ma- making their two day delivery promise and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you, and you know, and, and and a couple of times I ordered some stuff and they weren't able to get the quantities right. And I, I've just never been a big fan of people that are dependent on something that's technological where they're having to link with somebody else like Google to get the service. Because historically, in my experience, that just doesn't work as well as something that's been developed internally. Mm. And, and it's like Jeremy, Jeremy you, said. Uh, if, uh, I mean, if you have a problem with Walmart, can you, can you call them or do you still have to email them? I, 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 I I haven't tried to call them in a while. I mean, it seems like it's getting harder and harder to call anybody these days. Nobody wants to pay people to answer the phone anymore, and you know they want it all to be automated, and they want you to do it yourself. But uh, uh, you know, the uh, I mean, it's like like you said, uh, the, the Amazon Echo and the Alexa has you know came out in November. Uh, I think November sixth of twenty fourteen is her birthday. If you ask her, uh, so I mean, you know, it, it, you know, it's going on going on five years, four and a half years, but that's been around, and it's just, I, I don't think Walmart's going to be able to, to, to meet that, but yeah, that, 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 that's my opinion, and uh, well, as far as as far as help apps go, I, I use, I like the help app that's built into the iPhone, it, it tracks my steps for me and stuff, which is nice, and I also like the, the WebMD app is pretty good for, if you're trying to get medical information about different conditions and stuff, it, it, it's really good too. Yeah, so. WebMD, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yes, just wanted to so throw those out. The there. reason, the reason I asked that question is because you can still call Amazon. Like, if you have any kind of a problem, that it's it's easy enough to get in touch with them. Um, it looks like on Walmart's website. They do have a number again, but um, I, for a time, uh, many years ago, I used to work for Walmart.com, and I was one of the last groups that they had in that they were training for phone support because they said that they were going entirely to email. It looks like they've since backpedaled on that, which is a good idea because it's going to be real hard to have happy customers if all they can do is email for support. Right, and, and Amazon, Amazon's even got an accessibility phone number you can call like if, you, if you're – Visually impaired have have uh, some other disability where you need to talk to somebody, uh, you know, right. specialized in helping you. So that, that that's great. I've I just had great great experience with Amazon. So I'm a big fan. So. But mm-hmm. anyway, but y'all know I love the program. Oh, y'all, thank y'all, you. Y'all, y'all, y'all take care. Bye. Thank you, Alan. And you made a great point. And um, uh, Jeremy, you made that point at the beginning of the show as well. Will Walmart be able to um, make strides in this coming in um, on the back end? I, it's it's crazy. I like, I like this is a really wild year because like last week we were talking about how Apple's right. thinking of desperation, and now Walmart is kind of seemingly doing the same thing. They're just finding all these ways to make themselves like Amazon. I know at one point in the Walmart headquarters they had a sign on the on the wall that said "You can't out Amazon Amazon," but they're still trying to do it. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Speaking of interesting, um, home alarm systems. A lot of people um, have them. Most people do. But home alarm systems are not just for fires, not just to let you know about, um, oh, someone um, broke in the house. Let's talk about home alarm systems and how they can help you in other ways, in medical assistant ways. 
So um, most of your home alarm systems are going to come with a panic button. Uh, it's just a little portable button that usually has like a command strip on the back of it. So you can literally stick it up in, in whatever spot you want next to your bedside table, whatever. It's uh, usually completely wireless. So all you have to do is uh, hold that button down and wait for the alarms to go off. And then the authorities will come running. And that's a good thing. Like you said, it's not just for intruders, but it helps you with carbon monoxide poisoning, intruders. It helps you, uh, especially with individuals, again, life like a life alert. But if you don't have a life alert, you can also use your alarm system to get the medical assistance you need. I love that. Not to mention... Uh, your home alarm systems are also going to have uh, – so, they'll have at least some sort of module that can expand uh, to detect liquid in your house, mm -hmm. um, of course, fires. And also uh, there will be uh, the option to have glass break sensors as well, You know, a sensor that actually listens for the sound of breaking glass, wow. and it triggers the alarm once it hears that. And speaking of home alarm systems, I know we did a whole show on uh, home security, but, man, it has gotten – very, very, very fancy. I mean, oh yeah. Um, we talked about. Remember, we talked about the uh, alarm system that sensors, like you said, water as far as pipes and things like that going wrong in your house before your house floods. It can sense it and alert you to a uh, potential danger of that. That is wonderful. Well, also, mm -hmm. the convenience of it. The, one of the biggest costs when it comes to setting up a security system is having somebody actually come and wire it into your home. But these days, most of the systems are, are wireless. They're battery-operated, little sensors that you stick up on your door. You can screw them in, or again, they come with command strips. Um, it's just a really easy, accessible thing, and also these days, rather affordable. Um, most of them come with some kind of a, a, a cheap monthly plan, you know, 10 to $15 a month for mm -hmm. monitoring where you can control it from your phone mm -hmm. and different different services, different ways to expand that service if you so desire. All right. Let's talk about 911 and how it uh, works with your cell phone as far as in an emergency or uh, medical emergencies. Okay. Uh, so um, when you dial 911, it's going to uh, connect you with your local emergency services, uh, wherever your cell tower is coming from. It's going to try to uh, pinpoint your location so it can get you the, the closest service, uh, which will put you in touch with someone who can find out more about your situation and find out if emergency services need to be dispatched to your location. So if you think about before cell phones, uh, in an emergency situation, what did people do? They didn't have well, a cell they, phone. They, you had to find a phone. It's, oh, my God. They, imagine that. Um, you're on a camping trip and something happens and you need to call somebody immediately. There's no phone anywhere else. There's no cell phone. They haven't been developed yet. Imagine the world without technology the way we have it now. It's something that I think about. I'm like, what did we do without the cell phone? Well, you know, we couldn't quickly build a fire and send smoke signals. I mean, maybe sometimes we could. I don't know how to do that. People would be like, is that is that a signal? I don't know. I guess it's just smoke. No, we really haven't used that method to communicate in, I don't know, 100 I know, years or so. I know. And you think about it. Um, technology has – I mean, I'm sure technology has saved so many lives um, because of the uh, accessibility of getting help you need Soon, I mean, quickly. Just imagine that. Also with Siri, Siri came on um, on board, and like you said, 
Siri helps you have a home assistant at your house. I know Java has a home assistant at his house. Um, what are some of the things uh, as far as health-wise that you can do with your uh, Siri or Google Assistant? Well, um, they can let you know um, your uh, – as far as like uh, where you want to go, uh, they can help you get there on foot rather than driving your vehicle, uh, you know, promoting good health via walking. Um, as far as them actually being on top of your health, I don't really know how to answer that question, to be honest with you, because I haven't had my Google Assistant go, hey, Jeremy, you haven't taken a walk in a little while. You need to get up. <laughs> I'm sure, but you know what, it can do that. Or yeah. It's coming towards it's coming. that, yes. Mm -hmm. Like these, these assistants, as they become more integrated in our lives and we share more of our biometric information out there, um, they will probably let us know these things, especially if we tell them to let us know. Mm -hmm. um, on my phone alone, I have a, an app called S-Health, which is the Samsung Health app, and my phone keeps track of how many steps I take every day, uh, and it can let me know if I've met my goal. But as far as my digital assistant going, oh, you didn't meet your walking goal yesterday. No, mm -hmm. I'm not quite there yet. I, I don't have that uh, that coach coming down on me yet, but I, I need it. I need it because <laughs> I need to be, make sure I'm meeting my goal. She's going to be a nagging Alexa in a minute. Uh, I sense that there's something <laughs> wrong. You have high anxiety today. I mean, she can sense your mood when you walk in the house. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> that That's going to be a little weird because that means that if – if that like unless you have something on you that's monitoring your biometric data, it's somehow able to read it without touching you, which is pretty pretty nerve wracking to and be it's honest coming. with you. But it's coming. It can. It can. <laughs> what they're going to do first is you know set it up to where it can detect like changes in your voice mm -hmm. and um, I, I guess with facial recognition, eventually changes in your demeanor. Honestly, like a lot of that stuff is still just like so futuristic and out there it's just it's a little too close you know so as we as we get weathered down and we we become to uh we come to accept these assistants more in our lives that that integration will get tighter we will see a lot more of that. and before we go to break i just want to say it's funny that you say that like especially you jeremy uh think about 10 years ago someone couldn't imagine walking in the home, your home talking to a little box telling them to cut on the lights so uh 20 years ago they couldn't imagine having a little box and saying play um play you know a song mpb you see play mpb think radio for me i want to hear uh everyday tech uh, episode, whatever, or last week's episode. They couldn't imagine that. So when we're talking now about what we can't imagine, it's coming. You know, it's funny. It's coming. Oh, yeah. Everything we say, say we can't imagine, it's coming. It's interesting um, to um, hear us talk about this now and wait a couple of years. And we're going to be like, remember when we said that? <laughs> remember when we right. talked about that? Well, it's time for <laughs> us to take another break. But uh, up next, we'll talk about technology design for your home um, your health at home. Now, we're still taking your personal tech questions. If you'd like to be a part of the show, the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Stay tuned for more Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio.
Running a business requires smart decisions every day. Make a good decision for your company today and reach MPB listeners through MPB program underwriting. For more information, go to mpbonline.org underwriting. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for joining us. This is Everyday Tech. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, here with our tech expert, Jeremy Thompson, joining us via Skype. Well, if you can't listen to our show live, you can listen on our podcast at mpbonline.org. There you can listen to all of our wonderful local programs at your convenience. Well, if you're just joining the show today, we've been talking about technology and your health. If you'd like to be a part of the show, phone lines are open. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can reach us by email at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now we'll continue our topic in a minute, but first it's time for today in tech. Well, on April third, nineteen seventy three, Martin Cooper, considered the father of the cellular phone, makes the first cell phone call on a New York City street. Wow. I was born right. in 1973, and I had no idea that the first phone call from a cellular phone was made in 1973. Did you know that, Jeremy? I did not. I, I thought it was sometime in the 80s, Me actually. too. Me too. Interesting to know. So now you learn that well, little bit of trivia. You know, that, that goes to show you how... How long that tech was in its infancy mm-hmm. before it became a, a widely adopted thing. And now, you know, like at first it was like, oh, what do I need to bring the phone with me for? And now literally everybody's doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, a gradual acceptance of technology like we were talking about before the break. Like we're all just we're, – we're just slowly, slowly cha- transitioning into this extreme tech integration and it's it's pretty amazing to see what the cell phone did and how quickly all this other tech has come about just in the last five to ten years here and where it'll be in the next five to ten. Um, it's 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 amazing. It's it baffling. And um, again, today we're talking about health and technology. We, we would love for you to give us a call to talk about maybe some apps or some things that um, technology has done in your health life, in your fitness workout, in your health just at home, or if technology has saved your life, give us a call and tell us about it. The number again is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can always give us a call if you have any uh, general tech question as well. Well, let's talk about technology. Tech used um, for first responders. First responders, um, of course, AMR has been around a long, long time. You think about, we just talked about this, how the advances in technology has helped save so many lives. Look at what Life Alert has done since 19, what, 87? How many lives they've saved? Uh, So think about first responders when they get on the scene and how, uh, their laptops and how uh, just the uh, technology and what they do has saved so many lives. They can actually save a life right there. They don't have to wait till they get to the hospital. Isn't that amazing? Well, yeah, they've got their their laptops and their their wireless devices, of course, but they've also got their portable defibrillators and, mm-hmm. and devices that we've been able to basically build into a box that we can take wherever we need to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, just 
amazing things. Uh, batteries getting smaller, we're able to put so much more power and energy into a, a much smaller box, so we can we can do so much more. I mean, you see these devices all over the place. You go to the mall and you'll see them in little glass displays on the walls. It's it's pretty it is, awesome. It is. It's very awesome. And I love it. Well, our phone lines have lit up. We've got calls on the phone. We're going to right. them in just a little bit. Uh, um, we got uh, our phone screeners getting everything panned out right now. But uh, as we talk again about health tech, um, we talk about tech that you have already in your home, like blood pressure machines, nebulizers, blood sugar monitoring. Um, these things that you didn't have before technology immersed and you can monitor your blood pressure before there's a problem. And if there is now, a it's proactive. I love it. And with, with this type of tech, you always want to, you know, be understanding that these things are still in their infancy. Mm -hmm. And if there's one device that I have seen just throw out some crazy numbers and freak some people out, it's blood pressure tech. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's really easy to get a a an incorrect reading, so make sure when you're using that device that you read all the instructions thoroughly. Um, there's a lot of things that you need to do correctly before you take your blood pressure to get a proper reading. And um, for example, uh, my grandmother didn't have any kind of special tech; she just had uh, just a regular cuff mm -hmm. at home. But it started malfunctioning and telling her that her blood pressure was a lot higher than it was, and she called me freaking out, and I went over there with another blood pressure cuff to verify that the one that we had was faulty. So you always want to be sure that you're, you're using your tech, but you're also not fully trusting it because it can be wrong. So make sure that you're following all the directions. Right. Read right. thoroughly. That's good. That's good. And then, like you said, be knowledgeable. Know how to use the technology as well. We're going to go to the phone lines and go to Mobile, Alabama, and speak with Al. Good morning, Al. Good morning. I wanted to comment about a device that is not really very new technology, which is the blood sugar meters. Okay. Which are a whole chip on a strip, uh, and it used to be, you know, a hundred thousand million dollar machine, and now you can buy the machine for like twenty bucks at Walmart, and the strips for, you know, not very much. Now, if you if you buy the high dollar ones, the strips are quite expensive and stuff. The, the stuff that the government pays for, but these are marvelous devices. They're FDA certified, so. They're about as accurate as, as the laboratory ones are. Right. And you say that uh, the blood sugar monitor machines have uh, gone down in price because the technology has gotten better and they've made them to be more affordable for everyone. Yes. And, and the thing is that this allows diabetics to check their blood sugar on a daily basis, which you couldn't do before. Right. You had to go into a laboratory and usually it take, you know, maybe a couple of days. So that is, like you said, it's save, helping saving lives every day because you can keep uh, be more proactive with your um, diabetes. Thank you, Al, for uh, giving us that comment. And thank you for listening to the show. All right. Um, Java, you had a, a comment? Well, I was just going to add that um, it's great that Al brought that up because, you know, we talk about it all the time here on this show. It's like the um, uh, the 
expansion of the technology. Mm-hmm. Like something started out, like you just talked about the cell phone, the early stages of the cell phone. But as uh, you know, the technology gets greater and greater, it eventually gets cheaper and cheaper. Mm-hmm. And then um, people have more access to be able to do wonderful things. Like Al said, for a diabetic, being able to check your um, blood sugar is uh, almost a, a, a miraculous thing to be able to go buy this cheap machine that's so, you know, important mm-hmm. and effective for your uh, health. I would say inexpensive Absolutely. and not cheap. Well, yeah, uh, that not word, cheap, yeah, but inexpensive. inexpensive or more affordable. You know, like you said, for the uh, average person to walk in the store and be able to buy a $20 um, blood glucose monitoring machine, that that is wonderful. So, again, technology has, and I'm looking at Dr. Jimmy, uh, the doctor. I know he's going to chime in on this. He probably could chime in on this a lot. Um, talking about how health has really changed, or technology has changed health. And uh, I'm sure every day you use technology. And how has it changed what you do every day? Yeah, it's um, uh, it really is interesting to see how you can extend yourself. That's the way I look at it. So, you know, some physicians, we're are a little uh, scared of technology. They're like, it's going to replace all of us, artificial intelligence. It, it will change things, but uh, the devices that you use can do a lot of things. I, I heard y'all mention in the glucose monitors, for instance. You can shift a lot. The way we used to do things is we used to have to bring people into the office so many times. Well, they could be driving, particularly here in Mississippi, they could be driving 100 miles to go to the physician. If we can give them something at home, and give them something to do. Hey, if your glucose is over 180, this is what I want you to do with your insulin. I want you to check in and have this sort of algorithm. Or they can call the office back and say, what do I do? But now we have even uh, technology that can go with them. So we have iPads that uh, are hooked up to their glucometer, and it relays that information back. So that's called remote patient monitoring. So we can do that for a number of conditions. Uh, Diabetes is one. Heart failure is another one. Uh, hypertension, uh, you know, blood pressure monitoring at home is now sort of a, uh, it is the standard of care in treating hypertension. It's not just that office blood pressure, right. because some reason that people get nervous when yes. they come to the physician. Do. I don't know why. I say myself, <laughs> I, my doctor says that I, I want, I, I can't, I don't know if you have high blood pressure because when you come to, to see me, you're sick. So if you have yeah. a fever or infection, yeah. it's common. I, exactly. So he was like, I need to know, I need to monitor your blood pressure on a, just an average day when yeah. you're feeling okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I do need, again, you, you made a comment about how in your world a lot of physicians are talking about how artificial intelligence may take over. I don't think it'll ever replace that personal touch right. and that expertise that you guys have, but again, it's proactive. I think it helps. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you, uh, we all have to, the medical profession, we have to keep a, a focus on what's the best for the patient and, and a deliberate uh, design of what that system looks like. You know, it's uh, you know, if it's pattern recognition, for instance, in pathology or radiology are two good examples. So if we can design a machine that can pick up on some patterns of the way that a CT scan looks to pick up on things that a human may occasionally miss, we all make mistakes. That's great. Now, there probably will be a, a human looking at that mm-hmm. and saying, yeah, that's right, or if it kicks it up to the next level to say, I, you know, the machine says, I can't really interpret this. EKGs are, are a good example. 
Uh, if you get an EKG on a patient these days, almost always the machine is going to do an interpretation, which may or may not be right. Mm. Uh, so it, you still have to have a cardiologist to take a look at it and say, no, that's not right because of this. Uh, so it's it. There are all these layers in systems that make things safer, and automation of things, and that transfer to machines and artificial intelligence is good. But we're all you're right. We're always going to have that human interaction. And really, if you're a patient, I mean, I don't know too many people say, "Don't give me the doctor, the human. I want the computer." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it sort of <laughs> lingers back to how. Uh, uh, you know <laughs> what? I, I don't want you to leave because our next segment is about apps, and oh, I do. Cool. I would love love yeah. for you to chime in on that. Uh, is it? Ila, I will get to you as soon as we come back from this last break. We're talking about health and technology today. And, of course, our good friend Dr. Jimmy has chimed in on the show. I'm so glad. Um, Saw him here earlier. I could have brought him in earlier. But, you know, everything happens like it should. Uh, Again, this is Everyday Tech, your tech show for everyday people. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo. Uh, Again, if you would like to call the show, give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. MPB would like to thank Daniel, Coker, Horton, and Bell and the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance for underwriting MPB programs. Your company can be an underwriter, too. Find out more. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting to find out how. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with our tech expert, Jeremy Thompson. And we have Dr. Jimmy in the house today. We're talking about health and technology. And if you'd like to be a part of our show, you can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 Now, as I promised, we're going to go to Memphis and speak with Ela. Good morning, Ela. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Doing great. Else. Thank, thank you. you for taking my call. Oh, thank you for um, listening. <laughs> well, I was just thinking about the whole insulin thing, and I thought, well, now if we could only afford the actual insulin, that would be great. But that wasn't mm. why I called. <laughs> <laughs> just had to throw <laughs> that in there. Conversation, a whole different show. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the <laughs> next show. You can talk about. You can call right. back and talk to Dr. Jimmy right. about that if you like. Yeah, we can talk about the cost of insulin. <laughs> right. I think the offline conversation would be a lot more exciting. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, I did call to um, tell you guys that it's technology is like a really interesting thing because it tells you how old you are. Um, I just got a Garmin, and I'm at the age, I'm not going to say what age, that, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm older, sometimes I feel like I'm younger. Well, now I'm over to the dark side. I'm definitely older. Um, <laughs> it's taking every bit of my patience to program this damn thing. No, <laughs> That's where I am. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, and now I got it to the point where it's telling me the stuff I want to know, everything except the time <laughs> the day. <laughs> My daughter has an Apple Watch, and I, I look at her, and I, I, I know I mentioned this on the show, but I'm just not that tech savvy. I don't want a watch 
like I don't want an Apple Watch. I don't know. Well, I said that too, and then I was like, okay, I really need to like figure out myself, you mm-hmm. know, like health wise and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you know maybe these, you know, measuring things will help me kind of get a better picture of what my body needs now because you know as you get older your needs change. That's great, wonderful thing. Um, yeah, it's still a mm-hmm. challenge to get it to do what you want it to do and. You know, just be patient. It will come. <laughs> That's what I keep telling myself. And now I, I teach at the university, so I'm thinking maybe I can get one of my students to do this for extra credit. I don't know. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what I was going to suggest. It's like, do you have any younger kids around or uh, somebody that, that uh, can do that? Because you just tell them what you want and they'll do it. I know. And, and, and I was going to just, another word to the wise, you know, be nice, nice to the millennials because they're going to reprogram your DVR and really mess you up. So just, you know, be cool. We need them a lot. Thank you for your call, your comment, Ela. And ho- look, it will come. Jeremy's going to tell you in a minute. Uh, the more you use it, the more you work with it. Um, you you know, just like a toy or anything else, you'll get to see um, what it does and what it can do for you. Um, we actually talked about that. Dr. Jimmy and I were just talking about that. Um, have you seen an emergence of um, people's health getting better with the Fitbits and the trackables and wearables and things like that? Yeah, and I have to say, I have a Garmin watch, too, and it tracks my steps and a couple other things. And if I'm out running or biking or doing something like that, or even hiking, you know, you can do a lot of stuff with it. I I do struggle a little bit, like what Ela said. Uh, You know, some of the things you can can program yourself. Uh, As far as studies that have looked at, does this actually improve health? Um, You know, when when all these wearable devices first came out, Apple Watch and others, uh, you know, it was really exciting. It's like, okay, we're going to have something that finally encourages physical activity and tracks that and gives you some real-time information. And then if you have chronic disease management, maybe it can help with that, particularly the, this newest round of uh, wearable devices that track heart rate variability. Uh, atrial fibrillation is one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, those, those arrhythmias that can cause a lot of problems long-term. As far as um, as the physical activity part of it, the most recent studies uh, sort of are contrary to this. So it's a, it's like, yeah, you can increase your steps, but it's not. It doesn't really pan out in the long term oh. with people. Now, I know a ton of people that got a watch and their physical activity changed, and it makes sense, right? I mean, our watches have become our peer pressure. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are most of us are are wired to compete or do something that's engaged It's a very smart marketing tool, too, uh, because we're so tied to our our phones, our devices, our watches now. Um, You know, even we talked about even jewelry Mm -hmm. that can track things. Right. So but you have to keep some things in mind, like what is the accuracy with that? that? Right now, at least a a watch that you wear is not going to replace a full EKG, uh, and it's going to miss some things. And you have to take that into context of the individual person, too. So it's, if it's somebody who already has known atrial fibrillation, it can be useful. Uh, you know, there's a lot of apps that directly talk to physicians. And, again, that's what we were just talking about earlier with remote patient monitoring. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are things that you can do with that. But you you need to understand the accuracy with that. You can't just say, oh, I'm wearing my watch. It's going to save my life. (laughs) It may not, but it may bring some things up that you can then take to your physician. And Jeremy, uh, if you, before we get out of here, two seconds, but uh, you want to chime in on the tech side of health? Dr. Jimmy just broke it down on the medical side. 
So he was talking about uh, peer pressure, and I'd say that social media is really the peer pressure because people can share that progress. And they used to do it a lot more than I see it now. Um, I really like the fact that technology has been gamified. You can even like match with other people and compete with them based on their performance. So there are ways to get more out of it, but a lot of people aren't using it. Right. I personally, I'm ready to use it. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. Uh, again, World Health Day is April 7th. So just keep that in mind. Uh, if you have any wearable tech or any tech that you use to keep you healthy, just go ahead and do what it has to do. Use it and be proactive in your own health. Thank you for supporting Everyday Tech. Stay tuned for Dr. Jimmy. He is up next with Southern Remedy. And stay tuned for another great Everyday Tech next Wednesday at 10 a.m. only on MPB Think Radio.